Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, a show all about the sounds and music of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we hear Tales from Nashville and the Fearless Starlight Band, and we talk with an old friend with new tunes. Leading things off, here's the Fearless Starlight Band with one of their tracks recorded live in Nashville. Keep on believing. Oh, 
That was Keep On Believin' by the Fearless Starlight Band. Frank Lavelle joined me on the phone while heading to Nashville to tell me about a few tales from the road and more. Check it out. Got a great group with me on today. Got the Fearless Starlight Band on the way to Nashville calling me in on their mini road trip here to go work on some more music. I know I got Frank on the line. I know I got some other people in the car. So let's just start it off by having everyone introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about the Fearless Starlight Band. Hey, Paul, this is Frank LaBelle, and, and uh, this morning it's just Branson and I doing a quick quick trip down to uh, uh, Nashville, kind of back to the scene of the uh, crime, so to speak. Very, very exciting, and I know you were... Uh... And, and uh, if I can, Bob, let me share with you the names of some of the other guys that aren't with us this morning that have contributed over the last year on some of these, too. Yes, please. Let's see. Cameron Hartshorn, uh, keyboards and vocals, a lot of inspiration. Uh, Dennis Manns, a great drummer. His drums just brought those Nashville tracks alive when we recorded those uh, those tunes live. Ferris Clark, he's a guitarist. He plays bass. He likes to think of himself as a musical theoretician, would you say, Brent? And, and, yeah, he's got some, some classical music background. Uh, let me think. In, in Meigs County, uh, Craig Reed has played acoustic guitar, a couple shows we've done down there. And Nick Funari, who's got a, a full-time day job like me over uh, from Washington Courthouse. He's played bass. So that, that's been the lineup here pretty much for the last year. Very, very exciting. And, of course, you guys are going down into Nashville, and we want to talk about that first or here in a second. But, uh, you guys, uh, one of the interesting things I was reading from this WOUB article that you sent me, a lot of connections to the Ohio University School of Media Arts and Studies. What can you tell us about that? Wow, yeah. If, if it weren't for that uh, program, then this project would have probably never happened. My, my son, a couple years ago, one of his roommates, uh, Derek Long, and he was head of what they call the Brick City Project through uh, the MPRI program there. Uh, he and I got acquainted, and one thing kind of led to another and led to another, and in the last couple of years of work, uh, he was also the uh, city uh, records uh, director. He's down in Nashville now making a living, actually, and, and with several others. So great Great little program they've got over there in Schoonover. Branson's in it right now. Cameron um, is going to be graduating, uh, I think, later this year from, from the program. 
Well, very exciting. Congratulations uh, on that. I know graduating is a big deal. Just graduated myself in 2017, so I know how exciting that can be. But uh, another interesting thing, um, you not only have you uh, had a, a deep history of music, going again from the, the article I was reading, being a lawyer, and juggling that day job as well as the other day jobs from uh, members of the band, what does that take? You just got to keep uh, keep moving. That's the secret to it is, is, is keep moving. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you yeah, draw from the energy. Obviously, it's the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain. You got to sometimes turn one off or draw from one, I guess, to get, get, to, the, uh, get to the other. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have as much time to, to do the music as I would like, but when, uh, whenever we can, we make the most of it. More from this fearless Starlight Band next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Paul Holden back with you all here on Groovy Soup. We got another track from the fearless Starlight Band. This one's called West Texas Morning. gathering and it's starting to rain I think those lonely times are here again when they come to visit me they're probably my best friend but not in the morning when the sun Still so surprising Things change, they always will But I will love you still Someday soon maybe you'll come back We'll get together again Until then Those lonely times are coming back again
West Texas Morning by the Fearless Starlight Band. Quick note from our interview with Frank Ann Branson from the Fearless Starlight Band. I mentioned their last release was in 2017, but they corrected me here with a later email and forgot to mention their recent work done in 2018 with the release of the EP Something Big and the album Never Enough. It's always the next song. So if you're interested in those, check them out. But for now, we hear more from the Fearless Starlight Band. Well, and that's the that's the mentality to have, and of course, when you're passionate about something like music, you got to do what you got to do. And you, let's talk about what you're doing right now. Heading back into Nashville, you were just doing some work there uh, earlier uh, at the end of uh, the, the end of last year and into this year. What's been going on in Nashville here for you and the band? Wow, it's kind of a, an opportunity that opened up. There were a couple of different recording sessions last year. The first one was at a studio called uh, 1979. Welcome to 1979. And Branson can probably talk for a minute a little bit about what they do, what's so unique about their studio. Yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, we recorded on tape, which was completely different than what we used to. So it was all live and one take on the tape and going with it from there. So it is a cool studio to be in. Branson's an audio engineer and is, is just excellent at, uh, at what he does, uh, great guitar player. So he, he's our tech, primary tech wizard. But from, from what I've understood, what's unique about the 1979 studio is, there, is it the equipment or is it, it's analog? It starts out analog instead of digital. It can be converted to digital later. But it uh, creates a a somewhat warmer, fuller feeling. And what came out really well for us was a cover. We did a cover of the REM tune called uh, "The One I Love," and and that one just clicked. The vocals, in particular, uh, um, just just seemed to be a lot warmer. And there's really something unique that happens when you're playing live when all the musicians are playing at the same. Time. There's a dynamic that's created there that's uh, just really, really exciting. So, so we did two or three tunes there. We also did a cover of one of my personal all-time favorite songs, John Fogarty, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Of course. We, we did a cover, cover of that tune. We did one of our originals called Something More. And, and then flash forward several months later, had a chance to do some recording at uh, probably one of the state-of-the-art uh, studios in Nashville. It's called the Tracking Room. And Branson, uh, explain about that rock room. What's so unique? They have one room that's uh, designated yeah. to... Yeah, the whole studio is pretty phenomenal. Just when you walk in, you kind of forget about the rest of the world for a minute. But... Uh, one of the rooms that's really unique is what Frank would call the rock room. It's a room that's just interesting shape, and it's literally just rocks on the walls and the ceiling and everything. And it's an echo chamber. And we actually recorded the sound in that room, even though we didn't have any instruments in there. We recorded the sound that, of the instruments that were going in the door for a reverb, and it really made the track pretty unique. Um, Matt Lee is the uh, is the manager and was the audio engineer there. Um, and the day we recorded, uh, Willie Nelson and this new young band he's doing some uh, projects with, 
they've been there about 15 hours before we were there. Wow, that's got to be that's got to be really cool. So we had the place we had the place for a full day. Um, I forget how many hours that was. It was probably 10, 10 or 12 hours, something something like that. And we're able to lay down four new original tunes. Five, five, four, four, four or five, four or five that we worked on uh, that day and state of the art facility. Uh, just, just great. Great experience. Something else pretty cool about that studio is the piano that we played through the track uh, was actually the same piano that the Rascal Slides used for God Bless the Broken Road. So we heard that song and you heard the studio. Very, very cool. I mean, that talk about not only a, a historic studio, but an interesting way. I'm so fascinated by that rock room. That That's something I don't think I've ever really heard before. And I can't imagine. I mean, the, the thought process going into that, setting that room up, that's so interesting. And so what did it what was it like when you first stepped into that room and you're like, what is this? What is this experience? I know you explained a little bit, but it had to be a little different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, very, very uh, professional. Uh, the layout um, is, you know, designed down to the teeth. Everybody can see everybody else, but some of us are in separate rooms. Uh, we can all hear each other and uh, bantering around and, you know, joking around throughout the, throughout the day. And uh, Matt was kind of the... Uh, Kind of a bit, yeah, the lead engineer, um, and and I think, how many mics were around the drums? Like twelve different mics on the drums. Yeah, so, so, so. This, this, it, it's almost well. Not, I mean, it's hard to really compare it to, but sort, think of sort of like a a basketball gymnasium, but a lot finer. Uh, you know, uh, obviously better acoustics. Maybe maybe not quite that big, and then. All these side rooms, and the rock room is off to the side, and with the door open, literally the sound, because the drums, the guitar player, um, and, and the bass were all out in the big room. So that's the sound that reverberates around, gets captured in the rock room, and then comes back out uh, to the back door. But in particular, on a tune that we did, it's called Keep On Believing." The drums. Uh, there, there's some spots where, where the, those drums just kick, and and it's got to be because of that studio. If you've ever been uh, maybe in Baker Hall at Ohio University, and you're under the rotunda, clap your hands, and it just, the clap is extremely long, that's what it's like being in the rock room. You just clap, and it, like, doesn't stop. <laughs> sort of a natural reverberation. Yeah. Very, very cool, and that's so awesome to kind of you know, working like a high tech studio, state of the art equipment, and then you're you're still using as something as as fundamental as just the studio space itself, the materials that are used to create the studio, and and, and that's just so unique. And I'm sure it created an awesome sound, like you said, when it combines the reverb of everything else and and the the rooms around it. I'm I'm getting a picture in my head, and it, it seems like it, it's. Really, really cool. So let's talk about the new music, though, because uh, going from, again, off the WOUB article, it looks like in May of 2017, was that your last release there uh, before the new music? Is this your newest music since 2017? I think so. I, I, I think so. This, uh, this this new EP that's called The Nashville Track, got eight tunes on it. All of them were either recorded live or performed live. We, we did a live open mic show uh 
the night we were down there uh, with the tracking room. So, so those are going to – actually, they're in pre-release right now. I think the official release date is March the 8th or thereabouts. But you can, uh, you can access them on SoundCloud. WOUB Digital right now has a short little piece up on their website that you can access the tunes uh, there as well. But they'll be up on Spotify and iTunes, all those platforms here in about two weeks or so. Uh, we've got a, another uh, full-length album coming out in about a month, and it's got some of these same tunes, studio versions, but mainly all different uh, d- different tunes. So uh, uh, that, I don't know, these young guys call me a slave master, Paul, sometimes, because when we get going, we, we really we really try to crank it out. You would think that uh, we would have an easy time keeping up the strength, but... Not always the case. Sometimes you just gotta push through. I believe that, and especially like you yeah, said. Yeah, I'm, I'm the old man of the group. I'm the old man of the group. It's definitely a multi generational kind of a project, but uh, you know, uh, uh, it's all about the music. What does that add to the the project being a multi generational group? Each one of you has different inspirations and backgrounds in music. I'm sure. What does that multi generational uh, kind of experience? How does that help or change the band? Well, clearly the common denominator is, is music, the love of music, the, the high, the natural high you get from performing it and writing it. There's something almost magical, or no, I'd say it is magical when music comes together, when, when you know you're, you're working on something that, that kind of works. And uh, I don't know, like from my vintage, from my standpoint, I suppose, Obviously, having a few more miles, um, a few more uh, wear and tear miles down the road, so to speak, there's a lot to draw from in terms of the lyrical inspiration. And having been an attorney, sometimes I feel like I've lived a thousand lives because you, you know, you deal with so many people. You get involved with, with their lives and their issues and their cases. So, so a lot to draw from, and then, you know, obviously the younger guys, just the energy, the energy, and they're, they're all great pro musicians, and I mean professional, excellent musicians, a lot of technical experience, um, um, so I, I don't know, it just it seems to have worked. Yeah, it's pretty they, interesting, yeah. That, like, with Frank, he comes to the table with these songs that can hear the, the inspiration of, like, David Bowie and all these people, John Fogarty and all of his favorites. And then you throw in, like, Cameron and I, because Cameron and I do a lot of the studio recordings with Frank, um, not so much the live stuff. Well, we do the live stuff, too, but Cameron and I are mainly focused on the studio stuff. And it's kind of interesting how we bring in all these weird sounds and, like, a uh, very modern style of piano playing and synthesizers and very, just this modern stuff tagged along with Frank's, like, older inspirations and, like, bringing that all together. It's definitely pretty uh, fun and challenging and interesting to pull it all together and make a, our own kind of music in that way. So and, and the Nashville tracks are a little bit different than some of the previous stuff uh, and some of the, the stuff that will be coming out here again in a, in a month or so. A little, a little more country, but definitely new age country.
Right. Very interesting. And, that, and I like that. I like that approach, too, and and uh, taking the old and blending it with the new, because then you're really able to create your sound, take your inspiration and, and create the music that you that you all really uh, want to create. So we'll I'll let you, uh, we'll wrap things up here and uh, we'll get you back on the road there. What is next for the band? Any live shows or uh, what is next for the uh, the Fearless Starlight Band here coming up? Uh, well, well, stay tuned. We're trying to get on uh, the docket at Casa. Maybe it's a couple of other places around Athens. A few of these guys are going to be living and working in Nashville this summer, for, for at least the summer. So there'll no doubt be some more trips, more recording in Nashville. So stay tuned. Very, very exciting, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, best of luck. Uh, safe travels, too, and uh, can't wait to hear uh, the, the new album coming out here soon. But, uh, again, the Fearless Starlight Band here joining me today. How can everyone support you? What can they, where can they go check out your other music? Uh, website, fearlessstarlightband.com. Also, there's a Facebook page by the same name. We did a couple music videos last summer, and they're up on the uh, Facebook page. Very, very cool. Go check out the Fearless Starlight Band on Facebook or uh, check out their music online. And, uh, guys, thank you again so much for, for joining me and safe travels. Thanks, Paul. Thank take care. Up next, fresh tunes and disc golf. Stay tuned. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. We got an old friend joining us for this next segment. He's always working, always doing something. We got Dallas Craft, and here's his new track, Smile Together.
tragic day could ever waver me Ooh, the flowers and chocolates just don't seem to help it Let me take you away Take you far, take you fast Maybe we can both lay down and smile Yeah, we'll both smile together And I go down as a captain and sell our ship home and sink. So maybe she will rest her head on your shoulder. Maybe she'll cry. That was a brand new track called Smile Together by Dallas Craft. You might remember Dallas from a previous serving of Groovy Soup. Dallas joined me in the studio to talk about new tunes and new projects. Listen in. Got an old friend of mine back in here, a Groovy Soup alum, Dallas Craft, back in with us today. Dallas, thanks so much for coming in today. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Dallas, for those who might have missed you last time on Groovy Soup, why don't you just give them the brief introduction, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right, yes, uh... As Paul said, uh, my name is Dallas Kraft. Uh, lived around the area, on and off, you know, for the last decade or so. Uh, from Gallipolis, Ohio, originally. Traveled around, came back here the last couple years, and uh, we finally just started working on a new full length. Uh, yeah, the first single came out last Tuesday. Right. And uh, yeah, we're just ready to get the rest of the album out here in the beginning of summer. Let's dive into the new single, and you're gonna, of course, hear that single here on Power 105 tonight here with. Uh, with Dallas, smile together. I love the album artwork, the the single artwork, I should say, mm. in the front. How? Do, what's the story behind Smile Together? Um, yeah, it actually may, maybe the fastest song I wrote actually on the entire album. Um, was seeing this girl came back. Um, she actually got her tonsils taken out, and uh, didn't complain at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it was it's not the type of person to really ask for much or didn't want to burden anybody with anything, and. Uh, the main thing in the song is like you know if you if you start to cry, then we're both crying together. You know, mm-hmm. same way. You just smile, we'll both smile together. And uh, yeah, it's just a really kind of throwback Motown early R and B feel, kind of like like a slow vibe. And uh, yeah, it just felt like the right thing to do for the first song off the album. You know. 
Excellent. And yeah, of course, when you're when you're spending time with someone, you got to do even the little things that you wouldn't expect to, together, like smiling or helping them through something like getting their tonsils removed, yeah. which probably is not as simple of a process as people think <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah you don't get to just eat ice cream for, for all your meals or whatever we've learned. But so let's go through. So it, why was this the single to release? Why was this the song that, you, that you've that you chose? Is it just that's the one you've put the most work into so far and still um, crafting the album? Uh, kind, kind of. It was uh, somewhere in the back of my mind. I honestly knew like this was going to be the first single off the album. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Um when I was playing shows, that definitely, as far as new music, was the song that was getting the most, you know, crowd response. It was the one that was getting requested, or the ones that I was noticing people singing along to, even though I hadn't actually released a song. We did a couple live sessions of it and some videos out there, but uh, yeah, it was definitely just getting a better response than other stuff. And I thought maybe like, all right, we'll throw this out there. Uh, and also, my my grandparents' family really liked the song, and I felt like it was a very neutral ground because this this album is very eclectic, mm-hmm. as Eddie would say. It's very uh. It kind of has a bit of everything, you know. Uh, we had the guys from Hell and All and some other local musicians in on some songs, so that it goes from anywhere from old soul to like more heavy alternative, with some heavy breakdowns and things, you know. And uh, this was very neutral, I think. It was very everyone can enjoy this song, you know. It, it's right. not really one specific genre or anything. It just has like a very neutral feel almost, and I think it was kind of the way to go to set the tone for the rest of things well yeah and you want to make sure that of course you want to experiment and and do things your way with your music but i think starting with a neutral song like you're mentioning is a good way to get people who might not know know about you introduced into the music but also hey this is what we're you know this is what we're working on right now and it, it brings people back and it's kind of a good good way to warm people up into a whole new album so you mentioned the whole album hopefully coming this summer what's the process like right now what what's going on right now um we're about halfway done, you could say. Um, <clears throat> we actually head back in the studio all night tonight and tomorrow, and uh, to work on <clears throat> to work on the rest of it. Uh, it's right now twelve songs. Uh, we're kind of sifting to figure out what twelve those are going to be. We got like twenty to twenty-four, twenty-two roughly, or something like that. We're kind of weighing in and out what works for this album, what doesn't, what songs kind of cohesively mm-hmm. go together. Uh, yes, but it's coming along great. Uh, some of them are old songs, so old fans may you know have heard of those. Uh, before and the majority of them are really new, and I'm just excited to get them going. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. A, I feel like that's also a good way. Give some, give a couple of the old songs that people might have heard before, a little, little familiar, but also expose them to some new stuff. So what's the split like? Is it like eight new songs, four old songs? How's that looking? Uh, that's honestly where the <clears throat> the issue of picking the twelve songs has came. Mm-hmm. There's some of these ones that are, I guess, the crowd favorites. You know, people have been seeing me play for four or five years. They've been hearing specific songs. And they want to hear that on album. They've never been properly released. So I'm kind of torn between, you know, using some of these old songs or just completely putting out all new music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be more so, I'd say, four old songs max, mm-hmm. maybe maybe two, maybe three. Uh, but, but most likely we're, we're kind of in the realm of, you know, three to four. Right. So... So what when you're when you're deciding on the songs and especially going through this new and old songs is there is what what goes into that process how do you decide obviously you base it off of audience interaction but in terms of putting the album together is there like a theme or an idea you're shooting for in this album or is it just a collection of your music Um uh, there, there's a little bit of both it definitely started out without any it's it's far from a concept album you know mm-hmm. like it's it's not some ongoing story um but the more that 
I guess after recording some of these songs, I've got to know some of my songs better or found a different side of them that I didn't really intend on writing them to, you know. And uh, and it's definitely starting to take a shape and, like, some kind of specific ideal. But but I think it's more so just kind of, you know, being all my songs is kind of just a personal journey. Right. You know, there's, there's ups and there's downs and there's triumphs and and uh, some pitfalls along the way. But, but, it, but it's just a good, I think, a good journey album you know it kind of takes you through where i've been the last couple of years yeah and when when you mix in those new and old songs you kind of get to see where you've come from where you started and of course you know where you're at right yeah. now so of course you the album's coming up this summer but uh you know a lot of people when they think of the summer a lot of music going on around here do you have plans to uh be hitting the stage a lot this summer as well oh uh, yeah yeah we're, yeah we're trying to get on you know the, the few main local festivals we're uh We'll be traveling around pretty much the majority of summer uh, once we get the album finished. And, uh, yeah, trying to get on. I mean, basically the tri-state area, you know, here, uh, a few festivals in West Virginia, up to Columbus, and then Midwest, and we'll be around. Uh, and then, yeah, stay tuned to the calendar at DallasCraftMusic.com. We're updating that currently. Uh, so that should have – everything will come in as soon as we get something new on the schedule. We'll be right there. Dallas Craft in the studio with me here. We're talking about not only uh, his new single "Smile Together," uh, but uh, I should say we. And who? There's a lot more uh, people behind the scenes. Who else has uh, been able to help? You said collaboration was a big part of what you were doing. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been doing the solo thing for a while, and that would go anywhere from me alone to me having one extra person, like a buddy of mine plays bass and kind of auxiliary instruments. His name's Aaron Reed. Uh, we kind of became a duo, and. Uh, he moved away. We're just now getting back together, and uh, so he, him, and a guy named um, Eric Bittekufer are my main two guys for the, for the live sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had uh, Josh and Ren from Hellnaw have been in. We just finished two tracks with them. I had uh, Aaron and Eric down for a couple more tracks, um, and then we're kind of just piecing in a few other people. Aubrey Riley, um, another local, she did some background vocals on uh, on Smile Together, actually, which you guys will get to hear, and. Uh, Trey Cornish, uh, uh, he, he's a, a, a friend who works at Jackio's, kind of uh, filled in for drums whenever a buddy wasn't able to make it down for a session, so he ended up playing drums on Smile Together. First time we ever got to work together, so that was great, so he'll be back on for a few. Uh, Zach Schaefer and some of those guys uh, will be in for a few other songs. We'll have the Word of Mouth Horns guys in there for a few songs, so it's kind of just, yeah, just piecing the people I'm a fan of in Athens, and when I think of a song, it's like, all right, who does this song need? to bring it to life the right way, and that's kind of the way we went with a lot of it. More from Dallas Craft next here on Groovy Soup. Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Groovy Soup continues with one more tune. Here's Cabin Fever by Dallas Craft. Stuck here, rumbling in the basement. Footsteps in the attic. Hear 'em, pitter patter up above. Yeah, the windy chatters. 
I don't think I like this anymore. Lady, I you better sleep when I'm on the floor. And I know that you believed in me when no one else was around. Now I need you to believe in me when everyone's watching, they're all watching. Watching us now. I just gotta go.
That was Cabin Fever by Dallas Craft off his album Spacecraft. Now we resume our chat with Dallas right now. And that's so awesome. I mean, I actually, and it's cool. I'm recognizing some of those names as well that you, that you've been able to collaborate with. Why is collaboration so important for music? When you think of songs, why is it that you think of these certain people, and and how has collaborating with people helped your music? Oh, uh, I'd say when I, most of these songs and most of the songs that I write, I write as a fan of music. I feel like I write a song that I just want to hear. You know, it's like, well, I haven't heard this specific thing, and that's kind of how my songwriting stems a lot of the time. Or at least what it stems from, and uh, yeah. So for like the two specific songs, for instance, that the guys from Hell and All are on, we wanted something grimy and heavy, mm-hmm. and a lot of double bass, you know, and something that right. just rocks, something to set the album apart. And the first thing that came to mind was like, we have to get them. Right. Like that's the only thing that's going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to get one of them one day, one of them another day. Just get them both in there together and let's just rock this thing out, you know. And uh, and it brings something different to me too, or you know, for me, I, I'm I'm used to the guys I play with, which is great, you know, um, and they're great, and and I, and I love playing alone still. But uh, for this album, I, I didn't want to just do a singer songwriter album, right. you know, I didn't want to do the same thing that people have been used to. I wanted to bring something that you know I felt like I've been able to do, but just haven't had the resources kind of to do. Right. And uh, yeah, between especially with Eddie Ashworth and everything that he's done. Uh, and it's the people that he knows and people he's been able to bring into the studio that I may not have even just had the nerve to go ask. You know, mm-hmm. it's been great. So, so you you mentioned, um, is this the most collaboration you've done as an album? Uh, is this the most you've worked with other people? or um, And what number album is this? Because I know you've, you've released music before. Is this, uh, what, um, which number album? This, this, this will be my first full, like, true full length. Okay. Uh, I've, I've released, I guess you could say, four four to five EPs prior to this, gotcha. anywhere from three to seven or eight tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, there'll be a few songs off, off a couple of those old ones that'll be on here. It, but this is definitely the most people I've worked with on a specific album. Every other album I've done has been strictly me. We did one kind of like R&B hip-hop album where I produced a bunch of stuff and had uh, some like rappers and some MCs on that. Uh, so that was a little bit different. But this is, I mean, hands down, every other album I've done, I've recorded every instrument. I've done every... The mixing, production, the mastering, everything realistically, in, you know, in a closet or small studio. This is, uh, you know, slowly becoming a much bigger, bigger gotcha. uh, team project. Yeah. Dallas Craft in here hanging out with us, and um, Dallas, you were just talking about how you uh, work behind the scenes. You've done some production work. How does that go into when you're making an album? Does has that experience helped you along along the way? Uh, yeah, I'd say it definitely ha- has has had to a little bit. Uh, I really like all sides of it. I definitely prefer the writing and performing side, I would say, but I really do love the production side. Uh, you always think you have a great ear for things until you meet a master like Eddie or someone who just is, would find things that are wrong a pick lot faster than you. Yeah, and just pick those things like... out. So uh, it's it's definitely helped, you know. Uh, I mean, there's things that just being able to run the software and some of those things and just being familiar enough to if someone has to run out real quick, I can, you know, I can take over command and kind of... Right. Hold the ship down, you know, and keep the keep things moving. Yeah, there. I mean, you might not be an expert, but at least being, uh, you know, skilled in these things, it, it yeah. helps move the project forward. And I think it also, when you're able to kind of work on that part of the album, it gives you more. You're getting more and more involved in your album. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really meticulous with certain things, you know, uh, and certain things that won't seem like problem areas to somewhere else. Someone else, I will sit for two hours and just pick between two separate. You know, the way that I phrase one word to me. Mm-hmm means so much more than a certain guitar sound or something like that so uh 
that's definitely became, you know, another thing. When, when is it done? You know, right. like, like when have we done enough? You know, just kind of just let it go and put it out there. That's the big question I, I, I've heard from a lot of artists in here. When is it done? That's, it, it's not really a question you can answer. And it's also a question that can drive you crazy because you might put too much into it. Yeah. And, you know, because yeah. sometimes you do need to just say, all right, we've, we've put it in. We've gone over and over it. It's time to just get it out. Oh, there. yeah. So when do you, I, again, I know it's not a simple answer, but in your mind, is there a, a, an idea or like, is there a feeling you get when you know it's like, all right, this is, a, this is good enough? Is there at least some form of identifier that helps you decide, I'm ready to put this song out? Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm slowly learning a little more. I think you know, like the more you get older, the more you grow, you start to just become more comfortable with putting things out there too. And uh, song wise, like song alone for me, I think I've now learned like while I'm writing, it's like okay, this is something you should keep pursuing. This song, you should finish this song, and right. and finishing those has become easy for me. You're like writing songs. Um, however, the recording side of it, um, I love insane productions, and I love choirs and orchestras and all this crazy arrangements and massive orchestra orchestration and all this stuff and that is where it gets a little iffy for me because i am fine with spending eight ten hours back to back and just adding more stuff right but i also love the simplicity of some songs you know just an acoustic guitar and a voice can do as much to get a point across as some crazy orchestra and a choir so so it's kind of been yeah i don't know if that really answers the question but it's kind of a an ongoing lesson that i'm learning you know well, and I feel it's something that it, it's going to change with every song, with every song mm. being different. You're going to have different ideas and a different idea of when it's done, which it's interesting. And it's cool to yeah. hear that, uh, of course, you want to do the, the biggest production. But, yeah, sometimes that small scale is the is the better way to go for stuff. But that's always, I'm assuming, one of the challenging parts of not only deciding what songs to put on, but also when the songs yeah, are ready I, to put out. I, th- I think that was one of the pluses of uh, actually hiring a producer, you know, right. hiring someone to be there. And it's like... The first meeting that we had together is like, what do you want out of me? And it's like someone to just almost as a guidance counselor. I, I need right. someone who's just here to say, hey, look, that doesn't sound good. I think you're trying too much on this. You need to worry more about this. And that's kind of how we went for all of the songs is we had the song list. of Here's the songs we want to try and do. We'll see how things fit together. For this song, what does it need? What's the story we're trying to tell? What instruments help tell that? How can we set the mood and set the scene to put people in the right place to hear the message that we're trying to get across? And that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, and I think that's a, a big role of the producer, too. It's Their job is you know usually to help produce the music, and it is to kind of put your attention away from small things that maybe you're getting stuck on and be like, you don't need to worry about this. This is what we should focus yeah, on. Absolutely. This is what yeah. we need to do. And that outside perspective also helps you see things differently dallas craft here hanging out we'll wrap things up here in just a, a couple more questions i know the album's coming out summer and it's and there's lots of work to be done any time frame any other details you want to release right now about it um i don't want to you know throw myself into a right, sticky wanna... situation be stuck with a date so we're, we're uh, staying away from that right now but i will say we're, we're halfway done uh we have the album artwork and everything and uh we have the whole, you know, title and everything. It's pretty solid as far as that goes. It's really just comes down to uh, we're finishing up some of these last tracks, and it comes down to just figuring out what I actually want on the album and, right. and, and what I'm trying to officially say, you know, with with the whole masterpiece itself. And uh, timeline for that, I, I, re- I really can't say. We're uh, I will I will tell you that we are definitely releasing at least one, maybe two, two more singles. Um, from the album before. I guess that kind of depends on how long it gets me to actually put the thing out. Uh, right. But we're releasing some new stuff. We're releasing a lot of a new music video for Smile Together, a lot of new live sessions. Uh, 
We were in Sixth Sense Brewery a couple weeks ago. We just shot like 12 videos, I think, there. So we're about to start releasing a bunch of live sessions, which will have a lot of the songs off a new album. Uh, but as far as date goes, I would just say uh, beginning of summer, hopefully, and it's worth the wait. Yeah, yeah definitely. And we're looking forward to it. Are you, um, I know you said you shot a bunch of stuff. Are you taking time away from performing right now to focus on the album? <clears throat> um, y- yes and no. Uh, I've got a show coming up. Which, when this airs, it may have already may have already happened. Uh, so February twenty third, we have six cents for their two year anniversary. March tenth, on a Sunday, I'll be down at the tap room at Jack O's for Sunday Fun Day, um, and we have a few other shows scattered in there, like a couple a month, but kind of just traveling the area, just keeping everything mm-hmm. fresh and trying trying to keeping everyone's radar until the album comes out. I love that Sunday Fun Day over there at Jack O's. It's a great great way for people to go check out a bunch of great music. Absolutely. At a, at a great venue. So if you're if you what, you said the tenth March tenth yeah, yeah I believe so, as long as it's Sunday yeah, yeah so, so. Yeah, whatever that around that date whatever yeah. that's Sunday, ninth tenth yeah I think it's the tenth looking at my calendar the small little calendar over there I think it says the tenth yeah but uh, anyway um, but last this last question I have it's a little out there mm-hmm. I saw you got tagged on Facebook are you creating a a disc golf course yeah so uh it's actually why my, my hands like I'm, I'm so sore from the last couple of days we've been working uh yeah some guys that i've uh been friends with for a long time and we've been playing disc golf with we started a team down here and uh picked up some sponsorships uh jared black and those guys i mean got to give him all the credit he uh purchased property through their company and uh had a, a lot of honestly and the town has to give a big thanks to too we had a lot of donations from businesses and just local town people who just wanted to help out, and it's uh, out Armitage Road, pretty much go to where it dead ends, out past Littlefish, and uh, yeah, we, we have uh, almost nine holes in there right now, and it's really, really coming together really nice. We were out there cutting brush and burning brush and getting three people climbing up grapevines trying to pull some of this stuff down yesterday, but yeah, it's finally coming together, and uh, it's the Guardian Aliens team. We, we, got a, we got a really, really good team, like four or five guys here who are right on that, you know, soon-to-go pro level Very and cool. we're really just pushing it to what we can you know try and bring southeast ohio back on the map hey that's what i like to hear i, I saw that and i was like i had to i had to touch on that because working on making a full-length album here and creating and working on a, a disc golf course i mean always staying busy there yeah know? yeah I, th- I think it's uh I, i'd prefer to be busy you know right too, too much stagnant time and i just start to Write, write too many more songs for the album, and it'll take even longer for us to get it out then, you know? There you so. go. And, uh, yeah, but we're looking forward to the album. Smile Together online now. Dallas, uh, we'll wrap things up here. Where can everyone go to uh, to support you and, and your music? Uh, first off, I mean, check out the website. Uh, it's, we're changing a lot of things with it right now. We're changing the layout, making a new calendar. You can get on there and uh, type in your email. It's that simple, and you'll be on the mailing list. You'll get notifications as soon as we add new shows. You can also find uh, the first single, Smile Together, on Spotify, iTunes, Rhapsody, Google Play, anywhere music's available. And then, uh, actually, probably by the time this airs, it should be on the Touchstones jukeboxes. So if you go to Union Street Diner or any of your local establishments that have one of those, check it out. And, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Stay in touch. That's awesome. I'm really glad you mentioned I was that. happier to hear that, honestly, than it was going to be anywhere. Like, I did not know that was a thing. I just was like, well, maybe you just have to sell enough albums to get put on there. And right. uh, and then when they told me it's going to be on there, too, I'm, I'm definitely going to start playing that anytime yeah. I go into a restaurant where it has it. And I'm curious I'm, I'm curious to see what that process is like. But we'll, we'll wrap things up here. And, and Dallas, uh, thank you so much again for joining me here. And best of luck with everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to the Fearless Starlight Band and Dallas Craft for joining the show tonight. Be sure to check both groups out online and catch a new slate of artists and bands next week at 7 p.m. right here 
on your live, local, real music variety station, Power 105. If you or your band is interested in Groovy Soup, send me an email at pholden at wxtq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxtq.com. I'm Paul Holden, signing off.